Hello there, podcast fans. We're here with your favorite podcast host, Barbara Bray. Hello there, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Andrew. Love seeing you again and being with you. Yes, thank you, technology. I love Zooming you and seeing you in your setup here with your headphones and your microphone and, and, and your office behind you. It's, it's always fun to be here. Oh, well, same, same with you. You know, it's like we're right next door, right talking to each other. It's all right together. So I, I, I'm glad we can do this. This is me fun. Me too. It always is for me too. Um, I know we've got a conversation coming up with Celeste Endo. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, well, darn it, why, why do you want to speak with this person? Oh my gosh. I love Celeste. I mean, if you, wait till you hear Celeste and, and we're going to put up videos of, of all the wonderful things she does. She's creative and curious and amazing. And she works in Honolulu in Hawaii. And I just feel so grateful to know Celeste because every time I talk with her I and we giggle and laugh and have fun, it just, everyone around us, even on Twitter and things, they're going, oh my gosh, we all love Celeste. Oh, wait till you hear her. <laughs> She's just amazing. <laughs> everybody, everybody, this is going to be your, your counter game. How, how many giggles do you hear during this conversation? <laughs> Stay tuned for our giggling conversation with Barbara Bray and Celeste Endo. <laughs> Hi, everyone. This is Barbara Bray. And okay, I just love my next guest. I just am so excited to have Celeste Endo here. Celeste, I'm so happy you're here with me. So much gratitude to you, Barbara. Thank you from all of us learners out here who just love to learn from all the Rethink Learning podcasts that you bring into this world. And it just delights our classroom. So much mahalos to you and all you do. I'm so grateful and humbled to be here today. Oh, mahalo to you for being here. So I get to boast about you. So hold on just a second. I want my audience to know about you, and we're going to have a great talk on our porch <laughs> in, a, in a moment. So Celeste Endo is a computer science lead learner and a HISTI board member in Honolulu, Hawaii. She is a Tink Think Tank coach. Did I do that Woo-hoo! right? <laughs> I have to, I, I tried this before, trying to say this, and I kept going, it's a tongue twister. It's perfect. I did it. <laughs> Celeste leads the way with code dance parties. And yes, you've been at my dance parties and I want to, I just love watching them. Loved your dance party. It was so much fun. And I, I met new people there too. So um, yeah, that's a great way to, to meet people. Well, we're going to do some more and we're going to talk about cosplay. And you were also... Okay, so I'm going to hear it both. 2020 Kai Mookie McKinley Roosevelt Complex Area Teacher of the Year. And I think I pronounced that one right. You did amazing, yes. <laughs> You're also the 20, you were one of two, 2022 Hawaii Kids Can Legislative Champion. Wow. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are 
friend Millie was the one that she was sparkling way above um, with the legislative champion. But but it was such an honor. Oh, yes. wow. Uh, I mean, when people get to know you, uh, Celeste, it's like... I mean, I've been, you know me, I've been introducing you to a lot of different people and they're all like, oh my gosh, what a gem. Finally, yes, we get that. Yeah, you know, when the audience gets to know you and hear your story, it's just amazing. And so I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much. So what I always like people to start with is their why. So can you just share a little bit about that? Sure. You know, I was thinking about it and I really think that we we learn from everyone, you know, even the littlest of people we can learn so much from. And every interaction, every moment, every step we take is an opportunity to be better than we were before. Yeah. And, and these chances and learning from everyone is a way to improve ourselves and become the people we wish to become. Oh, well, we're going to have your story in a book too someday because we have, <laughs> that is so beautiful because what you do is you make learning fun and creative. And it's just amazing to me just to kind of when you've told me a little bit about you and your story. So can you tell my audience a little bit about your background right now? Sure. Yes. I... Um, went to school at Aina Elementary School a long time ago, and I, I I met the most amazing teacher who I, hopefully I get to talk about later. But um, I went to New Valley and Kalani High School. Um, I graduated from the University of Hawaii in Manoa with a bachelor's in 1996 and a master's of educational technology in 2000. Wow! And current, yeah. Um, Currently, I'm a computer science teacher for preschool through fifth grade at Queen Ka'ahu Elementary. And I like to call myself the lead learner. I'm taking um, that vocabulary from directly from code.org, which we use a lot in classes. Wow. So, you know, you went, so you grew up, you were born in Honolulu or born in Hawaii or? Yes, born and raised in Honolulu. <laughs> what was it like growing up there? Oh, I had the most wonderful home experience with my family. They're just very nurturing. I come from a family of educators. Oh. So, you know, my 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 mother was a lifelong teacher, well, 30 years as a teacher. And she had a way to bring the best out of people, you know, oh. just found the way, even if we were having um, hard days, she would, you know, really brighten up the mood. And then her father, my grandfather, he, um, he was a principal and, you know, he made his way up to be a principal. So of course he was a teacher, counselor, um, history teacher, counselor, yeah. and became adult school principal. So yeah. I, I, and then my, my cousin is like, preschool teacher many years ago she she got an honor to be a preschool teacher of the year in Hawaii and my auntie oh my she's a um, she was a teacher I had a lot of teachers even my mother-in-law is was a, was a second grade teacher at Kulihikai for many years so you know just this wonderful community of teachers around me I was really fortunate so yeah, yeah but you so I'm just gonna stop you for a moment because it's like when you were growing up I mean when you were a little girl then because there were all these educators around did you used to try to teach 
your your siblings or your stuffed animals or <laughs> nope, not at all. It's interesting because a lot of teachers, you know, you found out that they did as a pat in the past, but you know. At, when I was growing up, even though my home experience was really loving and totally like nurturing and positive, I had kind of an opposite exper- experience in the classroom because I was, well, first of all, I had this negative view of myself because I was, I'm a December baby. I, I, I always felt like I was behind in everything. I was a little bit slower a lot slower than, you know, people in my class. So I would get pulled out of regular homeroom and put into a classroom. And I always thought I was a special ed student. Really? For many years. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was 40 years old, my mother said, no, that was not a special ed class. That was a reading class, like an English learner type Uh of class. But I had no excuse because my my mother was as a teacher and my grandpa was a principal. So you know what? And I they spoke English to me only. So you know I had no excuse so, to not know English and not read. But yeah, it was. I always had this inferiority complex because I thought I was less than everybody else. Wow. And uh, so so I I always felt stupid growing up, like when I was little in elementary school and not worthy of, of not as worthwhile as others, I would say. So when did you get confidence? When did it happen? It was an, it was a teacher that helped out a lot, big time. Do you remember the teacher's name or? Of course. I remember her whole name, Esther Michiko Goto. Wow. What did she do that? changed you oh i would love to tell you about her so so esther michiko goto she was a sixth grade teacher at aina haina elementary school and at that time they still had sixth grade as part of elementary now it's sixth grade as part Mm -hmm. of middle school but you know um she was so innovative back then she was borrowing these huge movie cameras with these doubly huge rolls of film from the Holland district office. I, I, I met her um, many years later and she told me the story wow. and, and, you know, she was borrowing these video um, technology so that she could make films with her class. So I re- I just remember making a movie in her class with all the classmates wow. and had Snoopy in it, you know, he was with the star, and and we all got to see, we have a star on our director chair with our names on it as part of the movie. Oh, how does she get those? I I love that idea. I'm pretty sure she just, she just um, uh, rotated the names (laughs) out, but she would have the director's chair, you know, with with us posing on it. And, 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 and she played it. She played this movie. She scripted out the movie and, and every scene had, you know, each group of students doing something and having voice parts Uh. and acting. And, and and I remember my part was a can-can dancer. (laughs) She knew that I I was starting to love to dance, and she just brought up the strengths of every child. Oh, and at the end, she, she got the um 
there was a like a movie AV room in our school and she played it for the whole families. It was amazing showcase. And you really remember that. I mean, that is, I mean, to know that that's probably what got you the itch to want to know more about technology, right? And and I don't know, is that kind of where you wanted to be a teacher after that? Or does that, I don't I always wanted to be a teacher after I met Esther Goto, but I didn't yet have the confidence oh. for it. I wanted to be like her. When I met her, I was like, I want to be like Miss Esther. Oh, Goto. wow. Oh, gosh. I hope, is she still uh, around? And Oh, you know what? Um, the... Um, the interesting thing is that she um, and I, we, I met through another of our teacher friends. I, I saw her teacher friend, a retired um, teacher that I knew my, 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 my brother was always gifted and talented. So he was the opposite oh. <laughs> of me. <laughs> and and his gifted and talented teacher I saw at Liberty House that became Macy's. But um, I saw her and I, and I said, hey, do you know how I could get in contact with Miss Esther Goto, because I wanted to thank her. And and she gave me the, she got in touch with me. She got me in touch with Miss Goto. And we became friends after that. I got to find out about how she would borrow the the video equipment from the Honolulu District office. And around four years ago, the the letters that I would send to her for holidays um, either came back to me or, you know, didn't get responded to. So I, I went online and I found out that she had passed away. But I'm glad you had the time to at least connect with her and let her know how much she made a difference in your life. I don't know if teachers realize that they really impact, you know, so many learners and they never really know it. It's so nice that you did that. Well, you know, she, she turns out to be, she was a world traveler. So it's like, she was trying to get us to experience the world through her classroom. Oh, second thing I found out is that her her friend, another teacher at Aina Haina that my kids actually had, um, Sharon Souza, said that she would have two whole classrooms. Esther Michiko Goto had two whole classrooms full of costumes for oh, her kitties. Now that's that's kind of why you're the way you are. I really think so because I see you with all the costumes and and we're going to be sharing those on the blog post that goes with this podcast because I mean if if we can just take a little bit of the person that you know inspires us and then become the best we can be like you said in the, your why I'm just so proud of you that you did that that you reached out to her because that meant a lot to her yeah I hope so oh, I did um I know it definitely it impacted me and we're paying it forward through yeah you're paying it <laughs> forward I love it and you had said something to me about when you wanted to be a teacher, you said your grandpa helped you. What did he say? So because my grandpa was a principal, I knew he was a good principal because people would come up to him out of nowhere and say, thank you for for teaching oh. me or being my principal. And he had teachers come up and after he retired, he would, would continue to give them gifts and, you know, during holidays, you know, that kind of person, that was my grandpa. So, so he one day you know when I was still like unsure of myself and totally lack confidence he he told me Celeste you would be a good teacher and so I was like really (laughs) 
but it got that seed planted mm-hmm. in my mind. Oh, I'm glad he did mm-hmm. it. And then you told me you talked to you, your mom, you talked to your mom about this, who is the teacher also. And what did she say? Okay, so uh, many years after, because my grandpa must have told me I'd be a good teacher when I was like in elementary school or middle school. Some, you know, when I was still developing, I still didn't know, still did not know who I was, right? Um, um, well, my mom, I, I, I told my mom, you know, I, I really wanted to be like Miss Goto, um, and my mom was, I knew a really good teacher too because she, she had um, always, you know, let me um, come to her classroom when I, when I was in high school, middle school, I would help her sometimes. I'm not, not middle school, but more high school. And, and then eventually, um, in, in college, you know, I was substituting at, at her, um, school and, and I, you know, I, I was telling her, I want to be a teacher mom. And then when I told her that she told me do not, do not become a teacher. She was like, Oh my adamant. gosh. Do not become a teacher. <laughs> Well, well, for her, it was because she loved me too much. Mm. And as a veteran, you know, she, she, she spanned three decades and, and she knew the challenges that teachers face. So, um, she was, isn't she proud of you now though? (laughs) Well, here's the deal. So, so when I became a teacher, my first year teaching and you know you have to open up the classroom and mine was kind of like an emergency classroom in the middle oh. of the year so so my mom she totally burst into teacher turbo mode like you know she was like gung-ho to help oh. me out and they dad along and they they like almost like magic they they fix up my classroom they do this over here and do this over there and then it was like cat in the hat you know except remodeling the classroom for me. Oh, that is so cool. I remember that for always. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I can't even imagine that. I think she was just concerned about you and maybe because of the confidence level that you you had shown that you weren't too sure. And you have to be sure if you want to be a teacher, I guess. Right? That's true. But you know, you know, remember I told you how much Esther Michiko Goto had um, uh-huh. impact on me. I didn't know her middle name until I saw her obituary, you know, maybe three years ago or two, two, two or three years ago. But guess what my mom's middle name is? Pauline Michiko Nagata. What does Michiko mean? Does it mean anything special? You know, I better look it up. I'm not <laughs> sure, but, but it's not that common. It might be common in Japan, but I don't hear that name a lot in Ooh, Hawaii. That's kind of eerie because so you didn't even know that. So maybe my mom really wanted me to go to Jiu-Jitsu. Oh my gosh, that is so weird. It's like, you know, it's like um, serendipity, you know, like it's supposed to happen. You were supposed to be in that sixth grade class to help you. But you sure exude confidence now. And I know that we all feel that once in a while that uh imposter syndrome or something, you know, like we feel like we have to do this. But when I watch you, you know, share some of the, what is it called? Um, code dance parties <laughs> and, and what you're doing with coding with kids and sharing what they're doing. First, I have to say the time you dressed up, um, I can't remember you, ha- you had, you were a man with a mustache <laughs> 
but you even made the voice like that and i was like oh my god i was laughing so hard i'm thinking this is what gets the kids excited right we're talking about at camps and unconferences uh-huh. before and i met these amazing people through hawaii uh, and networked through them through the ed con- camps uh-huh. hawaii ed and at unconferences and and I eventually got to be on Twitter because of them. Because it was weird. It's like, at and name. I was like, what are these? I found their Twitter handles. When I would go to these ed camps, everyone would have these name tags with, with Twitter handles. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? So I was lurking, lurking for many years. And then, um, and, you know, oh, maybe one whole year I took to lurk. And then I started just dabbling inside. But, um, what I found out um, on Twitter was about Dave Burgess's book, um, Teach Like a Pirate. And that gave me the, the idea, hey, we could dress up in class. <laughs> and that really gave me the confidence because other people can do it, I can too. So I was like, and I didn't make the connection until recently that, you know, Miss Goto was having the children do it in class many years ago. Why not get the kids to... Um, do this too but yeah so we do a lot of because of covid we do a lot of imaginary costuming Mm, with the kids what is that so oh okay so for for us um we you know we used to do um the technology wizards in training so the kids would take out their capes put open up their cloaks, shake it out, and whip it around and around, make Elvis really proud, put it over their shoulders, tie it up, button it down. Then out of their other pocket, they take out their collapsed one. They stretch it out, hi, hi, hi. It is zapping kindness, we zap it to our friends. And then we take out our wizard's tap. It is isosceles triangle, three, two sides equal, one that's not, and it says boink. Uh, you know, like, oh, so we have this whole skit for the t- the technology wizards in training. And then, and, um, <laughs> and then we would have the, uh, the, them putting on their imaginary costumes, right? And, and then we'd have a chat. We are technology wizards in training. But now, last year, I realized taking a computer science workshop um, from co.org stem works that we need to also um be lead learners so instead of technology wizards in training now we're trying to grow these lead learners and so we have a chat for that (laughs) i'm going to take that clip of you doing that and put it in a video and and make sure that everybody sees you doing that because you uh, because right now we're on a podcast (laughs) And you got up and you actually pulled everything out of the pocket and then you were doing that just like the kids would do. I love it. Yeah. That's it. It's so imaginary. We can all dress up. Yeah. And then we can also have them, you know, think of their favorite superheroes and think of what they want to wear as their favorite superheroes. And and they put on those costumes. They have so many ideas to learn from them. Well, you see. This is why I wanted you on my show because you you have so many things that you're doing and it's not just the um, coding, which you're, is amazing, but it's the way you um, present it 
And what is cosplay? I don't, I think people need to kind of know a little more about that. Um, costume, costumes and, um, you know, play. So I think it's cosplay. Oh, so cosplay. Like, I yeah, didn't even cosplay. say it right. No, no worries. But co- dressing up in costume and then, you know, making that part of the act, part of the art. I, I, I That's what I've been doing as my what I think, what I view as cosplay, there, there might be better definitions or better examples, but that's my take on it. They, they also create their own props to go with it too. So for the technology wizards training, we just get a piece of paper. Uh-huh. We fold it up into a hat and then we can make a, we can decorate it or you can turn this paper into a wand. There's so many amazing things we can do with paper. And, and, you know, when the kids get creative, they're really teaching us something new. There's imaginative things on the pieces of paper that I've never seen before. So I really yes. feel like, wow, I never knew that. You taught me something new and they're right up. I love the way you do that because what happens is when you, you know, I was a lot like you too. I, <laughs> I worked with middle school kids and I did film and I did costumes and the kids came up with the costumes. I never co- thought it was cosplay or cosplay. Like you talked about it. Did you make up that word or is that word actually no, 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 out there? That is a, so I, I'm totally borrowing that word. It's a more of a popular term uh-huh. that I think would resonate with the children. Yeah. So that's why I used it. But really it's, it's totally borrowed from other people. Well, yeah. you know what I love about it is, um, you bring in creativity, you, you, which is, and curiosity. So the kids can kind of be innovative by coming up with their own ideas and, and designing, but also playing. And you and I talked about this earlier. Um, well, we keep talking about it, but play, the importance of play and having fun in, while they're learning. Yeah. I'm just going to, I want you to stay and share one of some of the reasons why you love that so much. You know, um, I, I can see when the students are sitting, like like me, a lot of students start sleeping, you know, start, <laughs> our minds start drifting off. So, you know, I, I, I notice that when we do a lot more active motions, um, singing and play, they, they, they don't have a chance to, to sleep or <laughs> wandering off because they gotta be part of the action. That's or, right. But they want right. to be part of the action. And, and, you know, can I tell you something about the, the costumes? Sure. So um, I was doing the costumes, you know, lots and lots of costumes in all the virtual classes. Like every every virtual class, every week we'd have a new costume. And so, so the kids got used to me doing costumes. And, and I was like, because that was a way to brighten up the the rooms from far away, you know, that, that distance. But, wow. but I, I kind of didn't take it seriously after we came back in person that's so in zoom they they were they did more yeah well i would i would um bring in costumes to the zoom classroom a lot because you know seeing them across we had to connect somehow wow but when we had in person i got lazy about the costumes <laughs> and and so it was actually i learned from a student christopher he told me miss sandal what happened to all your costumes? <laughs> it must be making a difference on some people. So, so I started bringing them back. And 
I can tell that there is a difference when you bring costumes into the classroom or a little bit more fun because I, I, I kind of goof it up. I mean, I'm very goofy. My family is very goofy. So I bring that goofiness. I'm not really, um, I'm not good at comedy, but I'm good at goofy. <laughs> 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 I, I got to write that one down. That's good. Because that's what everyone says about me. <laughs> that's how we connected. It's like we, it's like, it's weird. Because you're talking about the same kind of thing that happened to me when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I, you know, I didn't have confidence. I was shy. And because they said I couldn't read. It's almost first like. Grade, right? I, yeah. I, I, look, in first grade, it was a difficult year. Isn't that weird? I mean, you're like. I mean, I'm much older than you, but it's fun to listen to you actually carrying it through with some of the ideas that make play so exciting and so much fun. You actually said to me some of the, you said the words melting pot of Ed Jubilation. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Hawaii is a melting pot of many different ideas and we we learn together, but also through your Rethink Learning podcast. Wow! So many, many colorful ideas coming into the the learning um, spectrum. Mm. Whenever I can, I try to listen to a different podcast on the way to work. And I, I'm very- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. For me, it's the stories, and you know, I mean, you've shared. Celeste, I know you. I've, you and I have talked so many times, but you shared some new things about you I never knew. I didn't know about that teacher. You know, you never told me about her before. So I'm so sorry. She's amazing. <laughs> Just like you. Oh, I know. But this is to, to know that you know, we can change. All of us can change. We can learn. And sometimes we just need one person to spark that curiosity and show that we are smart in our own way, whatever it is. It's 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 really sad to think for all the way up to fifth grade, you felt like that, maybe not confident. You know what I mean? Because you're amazing now. And, the, and the, the model you were doing for teachers and children, not just children, teachers too, is really, really very, very um, powerful. Thank you so much. But, you know, I would not want to throw away that experience that I had from early elementary school. Mine was first grade, too, when I found out I would be pulled out of every classroom and put into a new classroom. It was so embarrassing for me. But, you know, without those experiences that were kind of like really bottom feeling experiences, I don't think I would be able to appreciate the good times. And, uh-huh. and I think I have such a greater appreciation for the good times. And and I think that my my family, um, you know, j- just always supportive. But um, you know, that that being able to oh, I, I I had an idea and I I totally forgot it. But um but it's it's those real bottom moments. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know then that that people are having these bottom moments too. Other people are going to experience these, and 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 so it's like you want to reach out to others and say, "Hey, it's going to be okay." You know, there, there's better days ahead. Yeah, and and I think that experience of junky days helps me be able to reach out and help these little kids who are having junky days. Yeah. Oh, that it's going to be better. Some and there's ways to make it better. And here's steps for you to take. To climb out of it. Wow. Well, 
everyone needs different steps too. So you, with your experiences and what I've learned is that if we share that we've struggled and we survived it, or we've found ways to make our lives better and we can give them some strategies that we did to do it, it, it really opens the door for people who feel they're all alone. Because there's a lot of kids, especially with COVID and all the things that everyone went through with the pandemic and being isolated and feeling junky, like you said. I think that if we can hear that they're not alone and we all went through those kinds of stories ourselves. And that's why I want to you know, keep finding the stories. And when I've talked to you before, your stories, even without knowing about you know, the teacher that you shared was so powerful to me before. And now it's even more powerful. I sure hope everyone listens to your story. <laughs> it's really about bringing out people's strengths. And that's what you do so wonderfully, Barbara. You just bring out our strengths. And can I tell you something about my friend? So Christy Oda. Oh, I know Christy. Yeah. Yeah. So she has all these dreams. And one dream was to make a writing group that meets every month. Ooh. And to me, last week, Wednesday, at this writing, like a little um, camp for educators, but but this write 808, she calls it. And um, and then I got to sit next to or learn from Kristen Brummel, who teaches a lot of beginning teachers. Her, her passion is mentoring and induction. And and she has this idea, you know, because teachers, we always, you know, have this um, feeling of, wondering if we're um if we're up to par you know every mm-hmm. sunday i have that feeling <laughs> i'm gonna be able to do it but um yeah she has this idea where she, the beginning teachers she brings out their voices and gets them as leaders you know nurtures and, and grows these beginning teachers as leaders too so be, nurturing that beginning teacher voice and 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 i was thinking you know we also can do it at the earliest levels of Learning, getting the the preschoolers and yes. kindergartners with that notion, I can lead the learning. I can help out and lead learning. Well, you know, I've been talking about this for years. Yes, <laughs> and I've yes. seen this, and I've worked in some of the Hawaii schools. I'm very lucky, and I saw, you know, over at Mid Pacific Institute, I worked there a long time ago and saw the little preschoolers leading the learning about a problem that they saw. And, you know, it's Reggio, Amelia, it's that approach. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, so there were two, three and four year olds angry about a problem they saw and wanted to solve it. And da, 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 da. And I was like, who are these kids? <laughs> They're babies and they want to solve world problems, you know, but we can, if we open the door and give them those opportunities to just like you're doing, giving the opportunity to tell the story or come up with an idea or design a costume. I mean, oh, Celeste, I just, you know, I love you so much. (laughs) I have so much more to learn from you and these preschool children. And I'm so (laughs) grateful for spaces like this that are safe and (laughs) their ideas. Well, you know, I want to tell my audience that you brought me to, into the, Teachers of the Year, the fellows, you brought my book, uh, Define Your Why, and we all finished with the putting our arms around, you know, like hugging and doing a quilt. 
Yeah, and yeah. What is that, you know, the, the symbolism of that? In, is it in Hawaii or the quilt idea? Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, for for me, um, growing up, my my grandma um, would make a quilted patch of work um, blanket, and she she was a seamstress, so we had many blankets of patchwork at our home. And mm. I know, like my friend Rachel Villanueva, she has a quilted patchwork from her grandma too. There's, hers is a lot bigger than mine. But, you know, um, the idea that, you know, there's stories that can be woven into this has kind of been coming from, can I show you this book? It's from the Inalani Palace. I, I think I can find it. If not, I'll, I'll maybe put it. But the Inalani Palace have this book. It has a cover with the Queen Liliuokalani's um, quilt. She oh. uh, was imprisoned in her own home, the Iolani Palace. And what happened is people would be, bring her gifts and she, with ribbons on top, and she would take off those ribbons and she would um, weave it into her quilt. Oh, and wow. in her quilt, she she had um, sewn words. And it that told a story about her 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 story from her point of view, and and it was really um, a a big impact on a lot of people in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. So I think in Hawaii and in some cultures, there's these blankets with a lot of stories woven into it. I know that many cultures have quilts with stories. <laughs> well, I love. I mean. You and I talked about your book that we were hoping to write, <laughs> and, and it's all about the quilt and the and the story. So, um, someday, yeah, 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 yeah. we're gonna get. I mean, the whole thing is is that I the relationship that um, we have is just getting stronger and stronger, and I'm just so grateful. And I want to find out. You know, you told me your why. So with all the things that you're doing, what is next for you? What are you, what other things are you doing and going to plan on doing? Oh, at the schools of the future coming up in October, um, I'm, I'm getting to, um, work with my friend Frank Burns at school. He's really gung ho with all, every time you go into his classroom, he's very animated and has a lot of ideas for actions in his um in his learning and so i'm getting to co-present with him and um a session on how to activate uh the mind-body connection essentially and um and so that's quite exciting and i've been doing some research about it too um last night i was reading some articles so um yeah it's interesting because when the movements connect directly to what you're learning it can elevate that learning. But if they're just doodling and doing actions that make no sense to the learning, it 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 steers their mind in another direction. So the idea is we want to create motions or use movement that is going to help stimulate that learning and make connections to the learner and the learning. Oh, I yeah. want to be part of that. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Well, um, I wish we could talk forever because this is like, like you said, I want to be on your virtual porch. And I said, yes, yes, yes. I watch you on my porch. Unfortunately, I have to say we're going to have to come back another time and and do some more because I just, 
I I just learned so much about you and I can't wait to learn about this mind-body connection. Could I just do a real short um, song? Oh you my like gosh, it? yes, yes. Real short, because this is the whole um, idea I'm having for, for, for this. <laughs> so it's, we learn from everyone. You come to our house, learn from everyone. That's the learner's style. You come to our house, learn from everyone. That's the learner's style. Yes. <laughs> everyone. And thankful and to be learning from you. Thank you so much, Farva. Oh, thank you. That was so beautiful. Yes. <laughs> Mahalo. Mahalo, Barbara. Appreciate you and all you do from all us learners. Thank you. This is Barbara Bray. Thank you for listening to the Rethinking Learning Podcast and my conversation with Celeste Endo. Make sure you check out the blog post on barbarabray.net that goes with this podcast because it includes Celeste's awesome resources on cosplay, coding, creativity, fun, so much more, including all of her contact links and videos. Please subscribe to my podcast. And it would be so awesome if you wrote a review. You can also subscribe to my website at barbarabray.net to receive updates, more inspirational podcasts, and a link to resources, stories, my books, and more. Thanks again for listening. Keep sharing your story and please stay safe and be well.